Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. Timon of Athens, Act One. Good day, sir. I am glad you're well. I've not seen you long. How goes the world? It wears, sir, as it grows. Aye, that's well known. But what particular rarity? What strange, which manifold record not matches? See, magic of bounty. All these spirits thy power hath conjured to attend. I know the merchant. I know them both. The other's a jeweller. Oh, tis a worthy lord. Nay, that's most fixed. A most incomparable man. Breathed as it were to an untireable and continuate goodness. He passes. I have a jewel here. Oh, pray, let's see it. For the Lady Timon, sir. If she will touch the estimate. Tis a good form. And rich. Here is a water. Look ye. You are apt, sir, in some work, some dedication to the great lady. A thing slipped idly from me. Our poesy is as a gum, which oozes from whence tis nourished. The fire in the flint shows not till it be struck. Our gentle flame provokes itself, and like the current flies each bound it chafes. What have you there? A picture, sir. When comes your book forth? Upon the heels of my presentment, sir. Let's see your piece. Tis a good piece. So tis. This comes off well and excellent. Indifferent. Admirable. How this grace speaks his own standing. What a mental power this eye shoots forth. How big imagination moves in this lip to the dumbness of the gesture one might interpret. It is a pretty mocking of the life. Here is a touch. Is it good? I will say of it, it tutors nature. Artificial strife lives in these touches, livelier than life. This lady is followed. You see this confluence, this great flood of visitors? I have in this rough work shaped out a woman whom this beneath world doth embrace and hug with amplest entertainment. How shall I understand you? I will unbolt to you. You see how all conditions, how all minds, as well of glib and slippery creatures, as of grave and austere quality, tender down their services to Lady Timon. Her large fortune upon her good and gracious nature, hanging subdues and properties to her love and tendance, all sorts of hearts. Yea, from the glass-faced flatterer to Appamantia, whom few things love better than to abhor herself, even she drops down the knee before her and returns in peace most rich in Timon's nod. I saw them speak together. Sir. I have, upon a high and pleasant hill, feigned fortune to be throned. The base of the mount is ranked with all deserts, all kinds of natures, that labour on the bosom of this sphere to propagate their states. Amongst them all, whose eyes are on this sovereign lady fixed, one do I personate of Lady Timon's frame, whom fortune with her ivory hand wafts to her whose present grace to present slaves and servants translates her rivals. Tis conceived to scope. This throne, this fortune, and this hill, methinks, with one woman beckoned from the rest below, bowing her head against the sleepy mount to climb her happiness, would be well expressed in our condition. 
Nay, sir, but hear me on. All those which were her fellows but of late, some better than her value, on the moment follow her strides. Her lobbies fill with tendance, rain sacrificial whisperings in her ear, make sacred even her stirrup, and through her drink the free air. Aye, marry, what are these? When fortune in her shift and change of mood spurns down her late beloved, all her dependents which laboured after her to the mountain's top, even on their knees and hands, let her slip down, not one accompanying her declining foot. Tis common. A thousand moral paintings I can show that shall demonstrate these quick blows of fortunes more pregnantly than words. Yet you do well to show Lady Timon that mean eyes have seen the foot above the head. Imprisoned is he, say you? Aye, my good lady. Five talents is his debt. His means most short, his creditors most straight. Your honourable letter he desires to those who have shut him up, which failing, periods his comfort. Noble Ventidius! Well, I am not of that feather to shake off my friend when he must need me. I do know him a gentleman that well deserves a help, which he shall have. I'll pay the debt and free him. Your ladyship ever binds him. Commend me to him. I will send his ransom, and being enfranchised, bid him come to me. Tis not enough to help the feeble up, but to support him after. Fare you well. All happiness to your honour. Lady Timon, hear me speak. Freely, good mother. Thou hast a servant named Lucilius. I have so. What of him? Most noble Timon, call the man before thee. Attends he here or no? Lucilius? Here, at your ladyship's service. This fellow here, Lady Timon, this, thy creature, by night frequents my house. I am a woman that from my first have been inclined to thrift, and my estate deserves an heir more raised than one which holds a trencher. Well, what further? One only daughter have I, no kin else, on whom I may confer what I have got. The maid is fair, oh, the youngest for a bride, and I have bred her, at my dearest cost, in qualities of the best. This man of thine attempts her love. I pray thee, noble lady, join with me to forbid him her resort. Myself have spoken in vain. The man is honest. Oh, therefore he will be, Timon. His honesty rewards him in itself. It must not bear my daughter. Does she love him? Oh, she's young and apt. Our own precedent passions do instruct us what levities in youth. Love you the maid? Aye, my good lady. And she accepts of it. If in her marriage my consent be missing, I call the gods to witness I will choose mine heir from forth the beggars of the world and dispossess her all. How shall she be endowed if she be mated with an equal husband? Oh, three talents on the present. In future, all. This gentleman of mine hath served me long. To build his fortune I will strain a little, for tis a bond in men. Give him thy daughter what you bestow in him, I'll counterpoise, and make him weigh with her. Most noble lady, pawn me to this your honour. She is his. My hand to thee, mine honour on my promise. 
Humbly, I thank your ladyship. Never may the state or fortune fall into my keeping, which is not owed to you. Vouchsafe my labour, and long live your ladyship. I thank you. You shall hear from me anon. Go not away. What have you there, my friend? A piece of painting, which I do beseech your ladyship to accept. Painting is welcome. The painting is almost the natural woman, or since dishonour traffics with our nature, she is but outside. These pencilled figures are even such as they give out. I like your work, and you shall find I like it. Wait attendance till you hear further from me. The gods preserve ye. Well fare you, gentlemen. Give me your hand, we must needs dine together. Sir, your jewel hath suffered under praise. What, my lady? Dispraise? A more satiety of commendations. If I should pay you for it as tis extolled, it would unclue me quite. My lady, tis rated. All those which sell would give. But you will know, things like value differing in the owners are prized by their masters. Believe it, dear lady, you mend the jewel by wearing it. Well marked. No, my good lady. He speaks the common tongue which all men speak with him. Look, who comes here? Will you be chid? We'll bear. She'll spare none. Good morrow to thee, gentle Apamantia. Till I be gentle, stay thou for thy good morrow. When thou art Timon's dog and these knaves honest. Why dost thou call them knaves? Thou knowest them not. You know me, Apamantia. Thou knowest I do. I called thee by thy name. Thou art proud, Apamantia. Of nothing so much as that I am not like Timon. How likest thou this picture, Apamantia? The best for the innocents. Wrought he not well that painted it? He wrought better that made the painter, and yet he's but a filthy piece of work. You're a dog. How dost thou like this jewel, Apamantia? Not so well as plain dealing, which will not cost a man a doit. What dost thou think tis worth? Not worth my thinking. How now, poet? How now, philosopher? Thou liest. Art not one? Yes. Then I lie not. Art not a poet? Yes. Then thou liest. Look in thy last work, where thou hast feigned her a worthy fellow. That's not feigned. She is so. <sighs> she is worthy of thee, and to pay thee for thy labour. She that loves to be flattered is worthy of the flatterer. Heavens, that I were a lady. What wouldst do then, Apamantia? Even as Apamantia does now, hate a lady with my heart. What, thyself? Aye. Wherefore? That I had no angry wit to be a lady. Art not thou a merchant? Aye, Apamantia. Traffic confound thee, if the gods will not. If traffic do it, the gods do it. Traffic's thy god, and thy god confound thee. What trumpet's that? Tis Alcibiades, and some twenty horse, all of companionship. Pray entertain them, give them guide to us. You must needs dine with me. Go not you hence till I have thanked you. When dinner's done, show me this piece. I am joyful of your sights. Most welcome. Lady, you have saved my longing, and I feed most hungrily on your sight. Right welcome. Ere we depart, we'll share a bounteous time in different pleasures. Pray you, let us in. <sighs> so, so there. Aches contract and starve your supple joints, that there should be small love amongst these sweet knaves. And all this courtesy. <sighs> the strain of man's bred out into baboon and monkey. 
What time of day is it, Appamantia? Time, to be honest. <laughs> time serves still. The more accursed thou that still omittest it. Thou art going to Lady Timon's feast? Aye, to see meat-filled knaves and wine-heat fools. Fare thee well. Fare thee well. <laughs> thou art a fool to bid me farewell twice. Why, Appamantia? Should have kept one to thyself, for I mean to give thee none. Hang thyself. No, I will do nothing at thy bidding. Make thy requests to thy friend. Away, unpeaceable dog, or I'll spurn thee hence. I will fly, like a dog the heels of the ass. She's opposite to humanity. Come, shall we in and taste Lady Timon's bounty? She outgoes the very heart of kindness. She pours it out. Plutus, the god of gold, is but a steward. No mead, but she repays sevenfold above itself. No gift to her, but breeds the giver a return exceeding all use of quitters. The noblest mind she carries that ever governed man. Long may she live in fortunes. Shall we in? Most honoured Timon, it hath pleased the gods to remember my father's age and call him to a long peace. He is gone, happy, and has left me rich. Then, as in grateful virtue I am bound to your free heart, I do return those talents, doubled with thanks and service, from whose help I derived liberty. Oh, by no means, honest Ventidius. You mistake my love. I gave it freely ever, and there's none can truly say he gives if he receives. Oh, noble spirit. Nay, my lords, ceremony was but devised at first to set a gloss on faint deeds. Hollow welcomes, recanting goodness, sorry ere tis shown. But where there is true friendship, there needs none. Pray, sit. More welcome are ye to my fortunes than my fortunes to me. My lady, we always have confessed it. <laughs> confessed it? Hanged it, have you not? Oh, Appamantia, you are welcome. No, you shall not make me welcome. I come to have thee thrust me out of doors. Fie, thou art a churl. Ye've got a humour there does not become a woman. Tis much to blame. They say, my lords, ira fura brevis est. But yon woman is ever angry. Go, let her have a table by herself, for she does neither affect company, nor is she fit for it indeed. Let me stay at thine apparel, Timon. I pray thee, let my meat make thee silent. I scorn thy meat, to choke me, for I should ne'er flatter thee. Oh, you gods, what a number of men eat Timon, and she sees them not. I wonder men dare trust themselves with men. Methinks they should invite them without knives, good for their meat and safer for their lives. There's much example for it. The fellow that sits next her now, parts bread with her, pledges the breath of him in a divided draught, is the readiest man to kill her. It's been proved. If I were a lady, I should fear to drink at meals, lest they should spy my windpipe's dangerous notes. Great women should drink with harness on their throats. My lord's in heart, and let the health go round. Let it flow this way, my good lady. Flow this way? A brave fellow. He keeps his tides well. Those healths will make thee and thy state look ill, Timon. 
Here's that which is too weak to be a sinner, honest water, which ne'er left man in the mire. This and my food are equals, there's no odds. Feasts are too proud to give thanks to the gods. Apermantia's grace. Immortal gods, I crave no pelf. I pray for no one but myself. Grant I may never prove so fond to trust man on his oath or bond, or a harlot for her weeping, or a dog that seems a-sleeping, or a keeper with my freedom, or my friends, if I should need them. Amen, so fall to it. Rich men sin, and I eat root. Much good, dick thy good heart, Apermantia. May it please your honour, Lady Lucia, out of her free love, have presented to you four milk-white horses trapped in silver. I shall accept them fairly. Let the presents be worthily entertained. How now? What news? Please you, my lady, that honourable gentleman, Lord Lucullus, entreats your company tomorrow to hunt with him, and has sent your honour two brace of greyhounds. I'll hunt with him and let them be received, not without fair reward. Captain Alcibiades, your heart's in the field now. My heart is ever at your service, my lady. You had rather be at a breakfast of enemies than a dinner of friends. So there were bleeding you, my lady. There's no meat like him. I could wish my best friend at such a feast. Might we but have that happiness, my lady, that you would once use our hearts, whereby we might express some part of our zeals. We should think ourselves forever perfect. Oh, no doubt, my good friends, but the gods themselves have provided that I shall have much help from you. How had you been my friends else? Why have you that charitable title from thousands, did not you chiefly belong to my heart? I have told more of you to myself than you can with modesty speak in your own behalf, and thus far I confirm you. O oh, you gods, think I, what need we have any friends if we should ne'er have need of them? They were the most needless creatures living, should we ne'er have use for them, and would most resemble sweet instruments hung up in cases that keep their sounds to themselves. Why, I have often wished myself poorer, that I might come nearer to you. We are born to do benefits, and what better or properer can we call our own than the riches of our friends? Oh, what a precious comfort it is to have so many, like brothers, commanding one another's fortunes. Oh, joy, e'en made away ere it can be born. Mine eyes cannot hold out water, methinks. To forget their faults, I drink to you. Thou weepest to make them drink, Timon. Joy had the like conception in her eyes, and at that instant like a babe sprung up. <laughs> I laugh to think that babe a bastard. I promise you, my lady, you moved me much. Mm, much. What means that, Trump? How now? Please you, my lady. There are certain ladies most desirous of admittance. Ladies? What are their wills? There comes with them a forerunner, my lady, which bears that office to signify their pleasures. They're welcome all. Let them have kind admittance. Music make their welcome. Hail to thee, worthy Timon, and to all that of her bounties taste. The five best senses acknowledge thee their patron and come freely to gratulate thy plenteous bosom. The ear, taste, touch, and smell, pleased from thy tale rise. 
they only now come but to feast thine eyes. Who lives that's not depraved or depraves? Who dies that bears not one spurn to their graves of their friend's gift? I should fear those that dance before me now would one day stamp upon me. It has been done. Men shut their doors against a setting sun. You see, my lady, how ample your beloved You have done our pleasures much grace, fair ladies. Set a fair fashion on our entertainment. I am to thank you for it. My lady Flavia, the little casket, bring me hither. Yes, my lady. More jewels yet. There is no crossing her in a humor. Else I should tell her. Well, in faith I should. When all spent, She'll be crossed then, and she could. Tis pity bounty had not eyes behind, that man might ne'er be wretched for his mind. Oh, my friends, I have one word to say to you. Look you, my good lady, I must entreat you. Honor me so much as to advance this jewel. Accept it and wear it, kind, my lady. I am so far already in your gifts. So are we all. I beseech your honor, Vouchsafe me a word. It does concern you near. Near? Why, then another time I'll hear thee. What will this come to? She commands us to provide and give great gifts, and all out of an empty coffer. Nor will she know her purse, nor yield me this to show her what a beggar her heart is, being of no power to make her wishes good. Her promises fly so beyond her state that way she speaks is all in her debt. She owes for every word. She is so kind that she now pays interest for it. Her lands put to their books. Well, would I were gently put out of office before I were forced out. Happier is she that has no friend to feed than such that do in enemies exceed. Ah, oh, I bleed inwardly for my lady. And now I remember, Sempronia, you gave good words the other day of a bay courser I rode on. It is yours because you liked it. Oh, I beseech you. Pardon me, my lady, in that. I weigh my friend's affection with mine own. I'll tell you true. I'll call to you. Oh, none so welcome. I take all in your several visitations so kind to heart. Tis not enough to give, methinks. I could deal kingdoms to my friends and ne'er be weary. Alcibiades, thou art a soldier, therefore seldom rich. It comes in charity to thee, for all thy living is amongst the dead, and all the lands thou hast lie in a pitched field. Ay, defiled land, my lady. We are so virtuously bound. And so am I to you. So infinitely endeared. All to you. Lights, more lights. The best of happiness, honor and fortunes keep with you, Lady Timon. Ready for her friends. What are coils here, serving of becks and jutting out of bums? I doubt whether their legs be worth the sums that are given for them. Friendships full of dregs, methinks. False hearts should never have sound legs. Thus honest fools lay out their wealth on courtesies. Now, Apamantia, if thou wert not sullen, I would be good to thee. Oh, no, I'll nothing, for if I should be bribed too, there would be none left to rail upon me, and then thou wouldst sin the faster. Thou give so long time, and I fear me thou wilt give away thyself in paper shortly. 
What need these feasts, pomps and vain glories? Nay, and you begin to rail on society once. I am sworn not to give regard to you. Farewell, and come with better music. So thou wilt not hear me now, thou shalt not then. I'll lock thy heaven from thee. Oh, that men's ears should be to counsel death, but not to flattery. Timon of Athens was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Amber Kendrick as Timon, Joe Pratt as Apamentia, David Alt as Alcibiades, Mary Hall as Flavia, Stephen J. Davis as Flaminius in The Poet, Stephanie Hull as Sevilia, T.J. Lee as Lucilius in Cupid, Andrew Faber as Lucullus, Sarah Jane Wellington as Sempronia, Hannah Rogers as Lucia, Robert Aldington as Ventidius in The Painter, Erica Sanderson as The Merchant, and Andrew Richards as The Jeweler. Title music was by Etienne Roussel, additional music by Epidemic Sound, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound. Thank you.